I'll answer anybody's question but yours, because you're an idiot. My wife can score more than two buckets on 11 shots, because I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Welcome in, Made for March here, Tyler Aki and Tim Leonard with you. Check out the show on Twitter at Made the Number Four March. And Tim, I mean, this isn't an easy episode to do because of everything that's going on right now, but it is an important episode to do because of everything that's going on right now. And of course, the protests happening across the country after the brutal killing of George Floyd, and that's the only way to put it. I mean, this yeah. this wasn't a, I mean, it was a brutal killing of, if you watch that video and didn't feel some sort of anger or frustration or sadness, then I quite frankly don't know what to tell you because there's a certain level of humanity that needs to exist within your heart to see that video and not feel certain emotions of anger, frustration, sadness, and just the desire to want change in this country. And a lot of college basketball coaches are, are speaking out, and most importantly, Lavelle Moton, who we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, I mean, just the, the events that have taken place over the last week, I think it's brought out both the, the worst of humanity when you see what a police officer did to George Floyd, but... There's also been some good that's been brought about when you look at everything that's happening and the response that has come about from the community. I think it's so strong, and we need to keep continuing to push because there needs to be change in this country. There needs yeah. to be change on all levels, whether it's the police force and moving all the way up because that's the only way we're going to see a difference. That's the only way we are going to see black people if they get pulled over by the police, they, they won't have to fear for their lives because the, the change needs to start at every single level before we see some sort of better future for everyone in this country. Yeah, I think the part that really upsets me and angers me is it's just been going on for far too long. And, you know, it's not like this is the first. And right. This is no isolated incident. No, and no. Not I mean, a, I saw all. a tweet, too, that Trayvon Martin happened in 2012. We've had eight years to think about this now. And right. that's the sad realization is that I feel like at some points people are numb to it. And that's the sad reality that we live in. We should not be numb to this. A man was killed for doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And that that's... It just it breaks my heart. It should break everyone's heart when they see the things that, that have happened in this country as a result of police brutality towards black men and women. Yeah. Well, one of the benefits of protesting in the digital age that we're in right now is some of these stories that are being shared. And I think we'll get to some of them that were sort of through a college basketball lens, like the Lavelle Moton story that you touched on, Seth Towns. And and why those stories are so important right now. It's important to listen. It's important to share your stories. And like you said, just try to do whatever you can to make change happen because we're in the midst of this again, and it feels like it's just it's it's just sickening to me that we're we're having these discussions again, but at the same time, they're extremely needed, and these peaceful protests have to continue because that's 
one way to try to get to change and change has not happened to this point. So sharing your stories and, and being vocal and doing whatever you can. I saw we're recording today on Tuesday and you know, I wake up this morning, check Instagram, and it was kind of cool to see all the hashtag Blackout right. Tuesday and mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, college basketball schools and their pages have even started putting those messages out there. And I think it, it just it registers a little bit more when you see it from these celebrity figures and, you know, not saying that you know, we know college basketball players can't get paid, which is a whole nother topic, and maybe we'll get into some of that later on during this podcast or later on during the time we're doing this podcast this summer while that stuff's unfolding. But I don't know. It, it's just it, they still have a voice. They still have a platform, and using your platform, using whatever platform you have, even if you aren't a celebrity, to share your stories is important right now. Right. Every bit matters. And just showing you care is important, too. And I mean, the silence is deafening from people when when you're not speaking out, when you're not when you're not coming to the defense of these people who have lived under oppression for 400 years in this country. It's it's sickening. It, it, It hurts my heart. It's just it's something that should have been solved a long time ago. And it feels like we have made very little progress on it by the fact that we, we have become so numb to it. I mean, think about it. You, you think, I mean, Tim, you and I are both Syracuse fans, Syracuse alums. Syracuse's basketball team is over half black. Syracuse's yeah. football team is about 65% black. The women's basketball team is coached by a black coach. The football team's coached by a black coach. Jim Beheim's got two black assistants on his staff. If you're going to walk into that dome, and and give and and watch them for two to three hours put on a show for you don't turn your back on when they take the uniform off because that that's that that's cowardly and if if they're gonna stand by you during the times and give you that that sort of entertainment for two three four hours you you owe it to them back to stand by them when they need you most so I think that that's something that whether you're a Syracuse fan, Carolina, Duke, Kansas, whatever fan may be listening to this right now, don't turn your back on on the guys who really have provided you with plenty over your lifetime because you owe it to them now more than ever to stand with them during these times. The other thing I'd say real quick, and and we can get into some some of the stories, I think that's the important thing here, but it and and I don't want to make this political, obviously, but this is not a political issue. Like it just bothers it's me not, because no. this is dividing people between how they believe politically, and they're taking a stance because they feel like they have to support their party or their affiliated group. And you know, you said the word humanity earlier. Like this is a humanity issue. I mean, what we saw—the murder of someone—that it doesn't matter what policies you believe in like come together and support something that is just flat out wrong i don't care where you stand and and what your underlying beliefs are i mean this is the only way change happens if if people come together and that's the the really scary part about all this is i do feel like we're at a time in american history here where 
it, it feels like there's a lot of separation and a lot of divide and the only way that it's going to get better is if we somehow put that aside and, and come together here and, and try to work towards a solution. So it's just like if you're out there thinking I have to back my political party and, and whatnot, I mean, this is a humanity issue, but we, we can get into the stories. That's that's the big thing here. No, I think you're right. And, and one last thing I'll add on that is that go out and, and be the change. All right. You can do that by voting. And, and yeah. it's not just voting for president or, or voting for these highest level of offices. Get, get to know who, who your county execs are, your judges, the aldermen's clerks, all that stuff, because it does matter. And listen, I, I'm as guilty of it as probably most people listening to this. When you go to fill out that ballot in whatever month you go and for whatever election, because again, there's not just big elections in November. There's big elections uh, in a lot of months it's not just november and educate yourself on all the candidates i mean i'm guilty of this i'll see someone running unopposed so boom you you check the box or you see a a list of a bunch of people and they're all represented by the same party and you you don't know who to pick so you don't pick one everyone's different and and just because they're affiliated with a a certain political party doesn't mean that their stance whether you're affiliated with that party or not aligns or disaligns with what you believe in so go out vote educate yourself and most importantly just listen just listen to what these people are saying i mean tim you're a white man i'm a half white half asian man and we'll never understand what it's like to to be in, in their shoes i mean as a as a kid, I mean, I remember if I got pulled over by the cops, the only thing I feared was the ass whooping I was going to get when I got home from my parents, yeah. not not if I was going to go home and see my parents. So that's a sad reality that we live in, and and, and there needs to be change. And, and the only way it starts is with you, you out there listening, and, and go out and do something to insight change because we can't keep living this way. It's it's tired. It is becoming yeah. really, really tiring having to do this over and over again. So let's, let's see permanent change in this world. It starts in the home. It starts with just humanity and, and teaching the next generation because let's be honest, this previous generation has felt like it's failed us, Tim. As, as younger, younger people on the age yeah. spectrum right now, it has felt like the the older generation has failed us to a degree. So, I I do think that the only way that's there's going to be changes with younger people like yourself and myself because yeah. the, we are going to be the new wave. And if we're teaching people the right way to do things and treat people, then that's when we're going to start to see real change. So, let's get into the college basketball ties to this because everyone always says when something that strays away from sports and goes into the broader grand scheme of society is stick to sports. But guess yeah. what? There is a giant overlap here, a giant overlap, because you're seeing a lot of these coaches come out and speak out on these issues. And some it's taken longer than others. But I do want to highlight Lavelle Moton because he's someone who this has really hit him deep. And I, there's a great, great, great ESPN.com article written by Myron Medcalf. So for those who don't know, Lavelle Moton is the head men's basketball coach at NC Central. And 
he was he's been very vocal and really has put out some strong statements about what it has been like for him seeing everything that's going on in this country and quite frankly he's irked he's bothered by the lack of response by a lot of these power five college coaches now he coaches at an hbcu but with the lack of response of some of these coaches he he's pissed off by the fact that a lot of these coaches have achieved generational and really multi-generational wealth off of kids who have the same complexion of George Floyd and look like George Floyd and go about their day the same way that that George Floyd would and, and have the same fears that George Floyd had. And for them to not back them, again, this kind of gets back to the thing that I said earlier where if you're you're only going to back them when they're in the stadium and turn your back on them now, that that's disheartening and it's cruel it really is and for him to come out and speak about that i think it was very powerful yeah especially sharing that story of him getting pulled over in the car with raymond felton it's i mean talk about you said earlier how we can't relate to that given our makeup well that's a situation that really opened my eyes and and i Some people listening might say, well, that happens a ton, and that's why it is important to keep sharing those stories. And I I do think that that made some waves on Twitter, that made some waves just nationally, and it was good to see that some people were maybe taken aback by that story or or any of those stories just just helped the matter of what we're in right now. But, you know, I, I think Lavelle Moden has a lot of points in terms of what he's been saying about power five coaches and i do think we're starting to see more of a response in that regard maybe you would have liked to have seen it a little bit earlier but i saw just as someone who's in the north carolina area i know basically all the the north carolina based coaches kevin keats who is african-american spoke out i think the first of the group and then you know this isn't doing anything crazy but they went to twitter and it, it is something roy williams coach k they all had um, some messages on Twitter, uh, even the women's coaches in the area around me. And I think we're starting to see that more. I know Jordan Cornette, who works for ESPN and ACC Network, was sort of voicing his opinion on that. And I know Jim Beheim, who's tied to Syracuse, has, has made somewhat of a statement. I think Syracuse is one of the schools that put out the sort of hashtag Blackout Tuesday, and I'm sure more schools are going to do that. It's just, I think it's different when you see it from a platform like that. And I will say the other thing that maybe I'd like to see promoted a little bit more right now is the fact that you can donate to some of these groups and that can make a difference as well. And, you know, I, I know I've seen some celebrities and figures sort of send out links and say this is a good one to donate to and this is what I've been doing. I'd like to see maybe even a little bit more of that from college basketball affiliated coaches or and I'm sure maybe they are doing it and, and maybe they're not publicizing it or whatnot and and you know I, I think even if you're someone like you and I Tyler you say oh I'll donate like five bucks that probably won't make a difference well it could I mean if yeah. everyone does that then it could and it adds up definitely. yeah and that's something that, you know, I'm going to try to do. And 
I'm not asking people to donate. I know these are tough times as is, and it's not an ideal situation to donate. But if you can, I think it, it could make a difference. And I think it would be nice to see maybe some public figures promoting that aspect of it a little bit more. I have seen it, but I think that's something that is also worth uh, sort of noticing right now as well. And on the front of donating too, I mean, yeah, spare what you can, especially in these times. I get it's difficult for some people, but when you're donating, find a cause that matters to you because Mm -hmm. there's so many different ones out there right now and there's so many great organizations doing stuff with everything that's going on in the the crisis that we're facing but go out and find one of these many organizations that are supporting a good deed and pick one that you feel is right that that maybe hits a little closer to home for you because there is one out there for you and hey if you can't decide there's there's some organizations out there that where you you throw in a hundred dollars, you throw in fifty dollars, you throw in twenty dollars, and it'll split it evenly amongst a bunch of different organizations as well. I've seen yeah. that going around too. So, just if you can donate. One one more thing with with Lavelle Moton too that I want to talk about, and you bring up that great story about when he's held at gunpoint with Raymond yeah. Felton in the car right after the Tar Heels won a national title and it takes up a second line of backup to come by and basically tell these cops who, I mean, there is a world out there and a different reality that we live in where Lavelle Moton is no longer with us and he is killed and wrongfully killed simply for the color of his skin. Yeah. And it's, it's the sad, sad truth but there is that alternate reality where if he is it's sad because it's an accountant 2020 and or, that's a yeah, or, very real yeah. thing still or but. if he's a local business owner that he's probably no longer with us <laughs> and that that that's that just really it, it breaks me up when when right when i hear something like that but this this article that Myron Medcalf wrote i, I this really stuck out with me you know, we hear all the time about the story of Coach Izzo and he he teaches his guys on the first day of practice how to cut down the nets because that is what your ultimate goal is as a Michigan State Spartan. Or you hear about John Wooden and teaching his guys how to put on their socks. Yeah, it seems foolish and, and stuff like that. But Lavelle Moton, in... One of his first practices of the year, he replays scenarios, and, and I'm, I'm reading this verbatim out of Myron Metcalf's art, article. That's why he replays scenarios in practice to keep his players safe if they face similar, similar situations, like the one that Moten faced when wow. he was held at gunpoint and pulled over. He puts out four chairs, mimicking a car with two in front and two in back, and goes through the reenactment of a player being pulled over by a police officer. He said he teaches the, his players to do what they can to de-escalate the situation and get home. When you see something like that, just awful. listen, these college coaches are are leaders of young men. That's what they are. Sure, sure, they're coaches and they care about the wins and the losses just as much as you, the fan, do, if not even more. But leading men is something that I find so important because... Listen, for most of these guys, and 
especially at a school like NC Central, that most of these men are are not going to go to the NBA or, or may not play overseas. But they are going to have life after basketball. And if you've got a leader like Lavelle Moton teaching these kids how to survive as a black man in America or just how to be just a genuine human being and giving back and giving these sorts of lessons, life lessons. Sure, someone can teach you how to come off a screen and and shoot a jumper, but if you can show someone how to live a better life like Lavelle Moton has, as indicated by this practice situation, I I find that so much more important than yeah. than the former that I spoke of right. with coaching lessons. And that's something that that story is going to stick with me for a while. Sure, I'll always remember the the coach Izzo and his little gimmick that he does at his first practice, but this one's going to stick with me way, way more. Yeah, I mean, that's what coaching's all about at the end of the day, I'd say. At any level. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's what being a leader is all about too, if you really want to break it down. I, I thought the Seth Town story too – and for those that didn't see that, Seth Towns is obviously the, the former, well, he's a former Harvard basketball player, graduated from Harvard. Now he's a grad transfer playing and committed to Ohio State and was one of the top rated transfers in the country, has battled some injuries, but was a former great player at, at the Ivy League level and is probably going to be one of the better players on Ohio State's team next year. He was in Columbus, Ohio, peacefully protesting and you know the way he phrased the tweet really sticks home because he said in the span of just 24 hours i walked across a harvard virtual graduation stage into the back of a police van alongside other peaceful protesters both of which i'm equally proud of i mean we're talking about graduating from harvard and you know he's right that's that's the attitude it takes and i know he he sort of posted a video of him saying that passionately on twitter and video surfaced of basically him being dragged into the van for no good reason whatsoever and he you know people are screaming he wasn't touching anybody and that's a harvard graduate and and you know i'm sure there's tons of other examples of seth towns's story uh, from other people out there but it's cool that he's he's able to share his story and then it makes it seem like wow this stuff is really happening and then you know it might get to one or two people out there and they might change their ideas on how much change is needed in this country and i don't know it's just it's it's great to see those type of stories i almost you know i i see elijah hughes we keep bringing up syracuse but he's a syracuse player who's been going and doing some peaceful protests and you've seen a lot of NBA players too and I almost don't even really want to bring up Elijah Hughes because I don't want to fail to mention other people that are doing it but that's just one that I know of because I'm tied into the Syracuse community and just the fact that we're seeing some of these figures go out and do it is important and like I said earlier that's the digital age that's the benefit of this and that's why you know everyone saw that video of George Floyd and if you haven't, you can easily find it. And if, I mean, if you haven't by now, you've you've been ignorant. 
Right, yeah, right, I mean, exactly. That, um, unless you, you can't stand seen. the the graphicness of it, but yeah, if you're which, not aware and, and you haven't seen the video, it's an ignorance thing at this point. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, think about, and, and it's really sad that I, I compare it to the 1950s, 1960s, because it, it shouldn't be, like, it's 2020. And yeah, we I should have made it. progress by, the, right. by now. But in the 50s or 60s, that video or a photo or whatever maybe wouldn't have gotten spread around as quickly and i i think that did add to you know it's a number of things i'd say the the pandemic and people being tied up too but but obviously it's all justified i just think the fact that we see these videos and they're right to our phones they're these stories can go right to twitter right to someone else's phone someone else's mind really and that's a powerful thing that is going to help sort of display just how many of these stories are out there and just how often this stuff is happening and just how many terrible acts of humanity are out there that that shouldn't be out there in 2020 so i guess that's why you know some people might look at it from a different perspective depending on how you feel about this issue and say these stories are are glorifying what's going on well these are just videos that are out there that are basically show like when you see Seth Towns I mean in my eyes there's really only one way to view that he he was taken into a cop car for basically no reason and if if you see a video of it it just makes it bigger if you see him sharing his testimony it makes it bigger that's just human 101 I feel like and that's human nature is you know if, if Seth Towns just tweeted it maybe we we would feel one way about it, but seeing the personal testimony takes it to another level. And that is what we can do in these times right now in this sort of digital time. So I don't know. I I think that's my, one of my bigger messages is like everyone has stories. And if you're scared to share them, now's the time to share them because there's no better time than the present right now. And we all know that change is needed, or or I would say a lot of us know that, and it's only going to help. You know what frustrates me the most about this whole thing with Seth Towns is that so he's out there peacefully protesting and you hear the people around him in the crowd saying that he's being peaceful. He's not touching anybody. And someone has to yell out that that is a Harvard graduate right there. Yeah. Doesn't that kind of irk you? Not kind of. That really irks me. Right. Because when when you it, it it just it makes me mad that a police officer can see Seth Towns 6667 black man and they don't even think that that man could be a Harvard graduate that it doesn't even come to mind that's it, it just frustrates me to to yeah. for for that sort of predetermination and stereotype to be made about him that he's just another another black man no he's a harvard graduate and that that can't even be seen through the lens of the officers that arrested him and i'm glad that seth towns is speaking out about this because he's got a certainly important message being i mean he, he was detained by police and for doing nothing doing absolutely nothing 
So and I'll say the that, uh, Ohio State athletic director Gene Smith tweeted, "Proud of you, Seth." Uh, Tommy Amaker, who was his coach, obviously at Harvard, old coach, made, put out a statement and a photo of him saying that he fully supports him. Uh, Chris Holtman said the coach at Ohio State that he talked to him on the phone and and they had a good conversation. He's 100% behind him. We we need more of that. We need more of those yep. coaches speaking out. So good good on them for sort of getting his story out there maybe even more than it was already. And I believe his former coach at Harvard, Tommy Amaker, also came to his defense yeah. as well yep. and said that th- this has been a guy who's who's cared about social issues and and I've known that about him for a long time being his coach. So that that's that's another thing to to put in the fold there i also want to say this and and it is important that athletic directors are speaking up and and standing by their players during these times but i know and listen tim we could not do nearly the job that we do on this show without the sids and and i'm not saying that sids are doing this but in in the past uh, not not necessarily with social issues but just with basketball things we we know that SIDs can make sure that there are tight lips on the players when it comes to to saying how they really feel if you're an SID listening to this and th- this is bigger than the brand of your program right now and i'm not saying that SIDs are putting the clamps down on players but yeah don't go about educating them on what they can and can't say because they, they their voice needs to be heard. They've right. they've been held tight lipped long enough for just being black in America. Let their voices be heard. And if you are preventing any of your players from speaking out, then that's wrong on you. It really is. And I'm not saying again that that this is happening. I don't know if it's happening, but I right. do know that some of these players aren't necessarily allowed to voice how they really feel at times for being a college athlete and this is the time for them to do it and there's no more important time in our country's history than right now to do it because this needs to end we need to see change moving forward yeah i don't know if i've ever i mean i actually i do know that i've never felt as bad about the state of america as long as we've lived and i i was pulling my parents and my grandparents and I think they all agreed with that sentiment which is it's really sad that that we're at this point but the fact that we're at this point means that there's no better time to to speak out than right now because people will probably listen more than maybe they would have if if it was if it was at a different time and you know if you've ever thought to yourself oh I want to share this story or oh I want to get my opinion out there on this topic well do it because it's it's kind of like this is the best time to do that stuff yeah absolutely all right well we hope to be talking basketball with you at some point and we we promise we will get back to basketball at some point during the summer but i mean this is just too important right now with everything that we're going through yeah Yeah, no absolutely not and we felt like our voices need to be heard and listen, if you're going out and protesting right now, keep on doing you because you are the ones that are going to ultimately bring the changes to this country. What, whoever's listening, go out and do something to invoke some sort of change because 
we need people in this country to come together and if we want to see real change it, it comes with action it comes with actually doing something to if we really want to see a change educate yourself listen to people that that that's the biggest thing right now is just listening yeah uh, sure donating money and and stuff like that to to causes is great but just take the time to listen to someone and, and hear their side hear their their fears hear what they go through on a daily basis because that is way more important than than any amount of monetary donation that you can make so if you are out there protesting I, I, I tip my hat I salute you for for being out there on the front lines of things and if you are please stay safe too yeah because seriously. your safety is the most important thing when it comes to going out there and letting your voice be heard because we need people who can invoke change and we need people to stay safe while doing that as well so that's going to do it for us here on made for march we hope to be talking basketball with you all soon but again we did have to get this message out there so for tim i'm tyler we'll talk to you soon the game was over 